The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line. And today we're going to be talking with some master gardeners. They're here to answer any questions you might have dealing with your lawn and garden. They're also here to tell us about some of the great things that the Master Gardeners are doing. Bill Nash is with us. Hey, Bill. Hey, nice to see you this morning. And you brought your daughter with you. My daughter is here. That's Beth. Good morning, Bart. And a new person, uh, one of your interns. How are you today? That is Linda, and Linda is with us today, Linda Parker. What made you decide to become a master gardener? Well, I've been wanting to do this for many years, and I'm never here in the wintertime. And this year, after the COVID shutdown, I was home, and I decided to sign up for it. And I have absolutely loved it. It, um, I thought when I signed up for it, I was going to just learn about planting flowers. <laughs> but since I've been into it, um, I've learned several things. I've learned, um, well, one, you shouldn't be taking your flowers down in the wintertime. You should leave them up for the pollinators I so that the bees that. Yeah. so the bees can get them, take them down in the springtime. And I've learned how to divide my perennials that are all grouped up in a big clump. And I have been working a little bit in a compost pile, not much, um, but I've learned about what to put in it and what not to put in it. Um, the... Um, I, I never knew there was a correct way to plant a tree. I thought you would dig a hole and stick it in there. No. What, what do you do? Well, a tree on the on the bottom of it has an area called a flare, and you want that part to stick out. It's like the beginning of the roots, kind of, and you want that part to stick out. You don't want to cover it with compost or dirt or anything, and it'll grow much better. Otherwise, you probably not have it for very you know, a few years, but not many. Because this is a pretty good time to plant trees, isn't it? October... I've been told that it's a good time because the roots can begin to grow during the winter and they don't have to put all their energy toward the foliage. And so, um, you know, do that. And um, you want to hear a few more things I've learned? (laughs) And all of that through being a master gardener. Oh, yes. About pruning and insects. I don't kill bugs anymore like I used to do every time I see them. It's amazing when I'm out there looking at what's growing on my weeds. Hold you respect for bugs (laughs) yes exactly and also to um do soil sampling i've learned how to do that and the best part of it all i've met so many wonderful people i've everybody's so friendly and helpful now did you go through the master gardener program first or did you go through the uh what is the smaller class? The Garden Basics class. Garden Basics. Yes. Yeah. No, I went through the Master Gardeners um, because I wanted to do it so bad. And um, like I say, it's just, it's, they've, they've got wonderful teachers and they're so patient and I'm always asking questions and they're all so helpful to me. Now, we mentioned Garden Basics. That's going on right now, isn't it? Yes. That's one of our free classes that we offer through Master Gardeners and, um, yeah, just you can look on our website for when those start back up. Um, we're kind of winding down for the year with some of our classes and things, but um, you can uh, come to an informational meeting if you want to know about uh, more about Master Gardening. In November, we're going to have a, 
uh, informational meeting and talk about how to apply and how to become a master gardener just like Linda. <laughs> um, so she's an intern this year, which means that's her their first year, and you have a little bit more um, volunteer hours you need to uh, you know, complete, and then also have the classes you go through. But once you're once you're through, then you come on and you do everything. Every year becomes about twenty five hours of, instead of forty uh, volunteer hours, and then um, yeah, just kind of pick and choose what you'd like to do and. And keep active. That's the biggest part. Just make sure you're going to things. And I'm going to leave here today, Bart, and go over to uh, West Tennessee, Jackson. They're having a Western Conference. So you um, travel all over. You can. You can travel um, the state if you'd like to go to other conferences, um, their regional conferences, or just there's something all the time. If you want to go, you you can you can go and, and learn. So now let's talk about this time of the year being a good time for planting or a good time to do certain things over others what is this time of the year best for you know i've been playing a little golf in my retirement now <laughs> and i found time that of year for golf <laughs> <laughs> i found that uh, most of the golf courses in our area are uh, overseeding their their grass they're aerating their greens and they're putting uh, down sod where there's worn areas so this is an excellent time to follow the lead of our golf courses and do some grass work around your house. And everybody knows, you know, everybody who likes to keep their yard looking good, they compare it to golf courses. There you go. I want it to look like a golf course. Of course, they put a lot of time and effort and a lot of money. A lot of money. We were down at uh, Shelby Golf Course yesterday. And uh, they were getting ready to redo the greens. And the city of Nashville is going to spend $2 million Ooh, wow. to do the greens. So it is quite expensive, can be. Is there a type of grass that the golf courses use more here in Middle Tennessee? It used to be a bent grass type thing that was very good. They're used uh, right now at Shelby. They have Bermuda, believe it or not, it's kept uh, green. They irrigate uh, uh, these things by doing plugs, and uh, they have a big machine that will come in and plug a thing about as big as your fingertip, and then they'll put grass seed in there with uh, fertilizer, cover it with uh, sand, and you'll have a beautiful green in about two or three weeks. Wow. That's great. So is this something a lot of people are figuring out how to do on their own? Exactly. We we need to encourage people to get out there at this time of year and take care of all that. We have a lot of things that need to be done right now, this month and next month. So uh, a number of things. Beth, what yeah, do you we think? We just did that. We just did our aeration and overseeding and watering now because it's been kind of dry. You've noticed? It has <laughs> been. <laughs> so but that's something, too, to, to keep when you do plant those, um, you know, the new seed in the yard. You need to keep that watered for a while. And then, probably in the next couple of weeks, all the leaves are going to fall. Oh. Yeah, so you don't want to you know, smother the grass that's just growing, too. Try to keep that kind of cleaned up. A lot of people have different opinions on, on, um, on leaves, but um, in general, you want to not have too many leaves in your yard because it will kill the grass. But they're also good to, to pick up and to mulch you know, your flower beds, if you have raised beds for gardens, if you have any sort of tender perennials that... Um, you know, you might, you might want to protect over the winter. That's a great place to put your, your leaves that you have. Um, and then, of course, right now, too, it's it's the, the back end of your garden that you've done for the warm season crops. I know, Dad, you've had lots of tomatoes. I don't know about you, Linda, if you plant anything. But I, I'm just now 
picking the last of those a little bit. Um, I'm kind of picking them green off the vine a little bit now because we like fried green tomatoes, but we also, I can also let those ripen on your kitchen counter. Um, and then just go ahead and get those beds cleared out. So clean them out. Clean them out. Don't That's kind of what I do right now. Kind of get it all cleaned up. And if I need to take my compost pile and put it in there and, and get all that, you know, right now it's kind of a good time to do that. And then you're evaluating what you did this year. Um, you know where you put things of course Mm -hmm. you want to move around not always put the same thing in the same place every year so kind of i have a little book i write down oh that that worked great there make sure you don't plant tomatoes there and then every year it seems like i find out what i don't want to plant the next year (laughs) (laughs) i have gone through like okra and i'm like oh not gonna plant that again and cucumbers i had way too many there's like nope not gonna plant that again so it's just a learning process but this is the time of year to be looking at all that well if you had tomatoes and and you wanted to get rid of the vine obviously you need to get rid of the vines what do you do do you put them in the compost do you throw them away what what do you can you can you can put them in the compost um definitely that's all going to be breaking down um Honestly, you know, we have like a little, you know, if you want to even just put them in a, a pile and they'll break down on their own, or I have a little barrel you can, you can roll mm-hmm. them into. So either way, yeah. Linda, tell us about your compost, because you really sound like you've been into that. Well, I didn't know anything about it um, when I started. And like I say, I haven't worked much at it at the Ag Center, except a, a couple of times, but I, enough to know. But I started one at my home, and I... I will not be getting rid of all my leaves anymore like I used to do. Okay. I'm going to be putting them out there and using them as mulch mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. And also, I was going to say, when I mentioned earlier about the soil samples, mm-hmm. um, fall is a good time to do that because you can send that soil sample in. You can do it yourself or you can send it through the UT Agricultural Center on John Rice Boulevard. Same price both um, ways. Um, same place, yes. It's the same, uh, same price. Uh, I think it's a little bit more if they send it in, I believe, okay, rather than okay. I do, because they're sending it in. Mm-hmm. And um, But if you do it in the fall, then when you get your results back, perhaps in a couple of weeks, oh. you'll have that time to get your soil amended before you start working in it in the springtime. Very good. So, But this is important to do that. It is important to do that, because you think you're, you're like... Um, I'm the queen of eggplant, and w- uh, I'll plant it, and it's so great. I'll plant it the next year. So you've had good luck with eggplant. Oh yes, yes. Okay. And good thing I like it. <laughs> and and um, lots of it. <laughs> but I, but I I learned that you do have to rotate it, and um, and uh, anyway, so it's. I've it's had people it. call in and ask about eggplant. Some liked it, some didn't. But there's evidently, a, a, a for those who love it, they really love it. If you fry it, you love anything. <laughs> <laughs> Bread so, it and fry it, right? Yeah. Tennessee fried eggplant. Southern fried eggplant, that's okay. right. Now, don't you make pies and things out of eggplant, or do you? I never have. I do okay. eggplant parmesan in the little fry. If you almost, it's almost like an okra. If you yeah. fry it and cut it in small pieces, sometimes if you don't tell anybody. They think they've had okra. Well, they think they like it. Yeah. Before they find out what it is. Now, when does that grow? Is that a cool season? No, I grow it in the middle of the summertime. Middle of summer, um, okay. We plant it in the spring, and it grows. And it, sometimes they get really large, and they have different kinds of eggplant. Long, slender ones, and then um, more like gourd ones mm-hmm. that are yeah. called Black Beauty. And um, But th- I like them all. Now, we're, what is this? This is October, or 1st of October. Uh, what can can you be planting anything still? Are we are we still have a little growing season? I usually do kale this time of year. Um, 
and some lettuces and you can you can do some of those cool weather crops mm-hmm. so um really just if you go to your local garden center and you see what's out right now you'll you can pick and choose what what you like depending on what they have out so yeah definitely here in tennessee um there's several crops that'll overwinter now also you want to be you know looking at if you're wanting to plant garlic and onions and things like that you can they they will need to go in and and in during the cool season so just looking at what crops you'd like to have again it's just all about personal taste if you like the taste <laughs> of it plant it yeah. um, but if you don't you know maybe think of something else so now how long of a growing season do we have here in middle tennessee i've had kale all year long i don't know if there's really? this depends on what you want to, so to you grow can... yeah so it's um you know last again we go back to last year was a kind of a an odd year that that temperature drop in that one day remember 30 degree yes um yes. temperature drop so but we're usually pretty mild um in this area so um yes again just talking to your local um, nursery or your garden center and seeing what what's available yeah, yeah we're in zone seven which means that we can plant things you know, more more easily than anybody north or mm-hmm. north of us. So zone seven is a pretty good place to and live. And sometimes yeah, you yeah. can even have a microclimate in your own yard. Like, um, I don't even, like if it's right up against your brick house, it'll be warmer all year long right there as opposed to out in the middle of your yard. So maybe sometimes it's even where in your yard you plant that so makes a difference. So think about getting it close to a house where if, it stays. I mean, again, that's kind of, it's it, it happens that way. I, I really didn't plan that, but I... It would might have been just even February of this year that I started having irises. It was because they were near the house and the sunshine, you know, was right there reflecting off the brick. And, um, yeah, so it just kind of depends on where things are planted as well. And if you're new to Tennessee, that is our state flower. So you would think it grows really well. It does. It does. <laughs> grow. Yeah, yeah. So how do you get, can you go get irises on? People share them with each other Absolutely. all the time. Yeah, they do sell them as well. But yeah, more, more than, like you were talking about, Linda, um, usually it's about August or September, people start splitting their irises and, you know, they're rhizomes because they kind of um, grow on top of the, the ground a little bit uh, shallow surface there so you can just kind of see that and, and scoop them up and not even put them in a lot of dirt and um, they'll do very well they, they love so them. people already have been dividing their irises yes it's probably still not too late you could probably ask your neighbor yeah okay yeah go over and say <laughs> i'm new to the community and uh, i'm happy here by the way do you have any irises <laughs> yes, yes, yes. i have a neighbor about a half a mile down the road and he's doing that and he says do you need any irises I said, well, yeah, and he brought over a pickup truck load of of irises. You're ready, aren't you? Oh, man, I tell you, I've got them everywhere now. Well, I've heard stories, and I have not, uh, I was not here when this house was here, but over uh, around the area, around the old Fort Park, there was a house that had a lot of iris, and they say you can still go over and see the irises there. They're hardy plants. They're really tough. Our phone number, by the way, 615-893-1450. We have a text. And I, I guess, really, uh, Linda, you might uh, address this when they're asking. They said they heard you talking about using the leaves as a compost uh, and also as uh, a mulch. Uh, it can be, those are, in their minds, they say two different things. They had never thought of it as a mulch. Do they just spread it over where they have the mulch already right now? What I do, I, I do that because um, by the end of the season, my mulch is kind of disappearing. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I just kind of chop them up with my 
my pick or whatever you want to use mm-hmm. and i'm just I'm gonna just spread them around on that you know even in my potted plants something to keep them cup some of the plants i have um i want to protect because they are go down to the ground and then i'll cover them up instead of my pine star or whatever else i'm using i'm going to use the leaves and see how that does i think it'll be really good so for people living in the city of murfreesboro where all you do is rake them down to the streets and they come down with their vacuum and clean them up for you uh you'd be better off using them as mulch you think i think so of course you can have an overabundance of them too so you know you just have to experiment with it a little bit right and you can tell by looking at it whether you have an overabundance Mm -hmm. or not so uh you don't spend any extra time other than chopping it up a bit no, not really. You just, um, you're going to be outside anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you love the outside, that's just something else to do. And it makes it makes it easier for the springtime because the weeds, if you have a, a something like pine straw or the leaves on there as a compost, when the weeds start coming up, they're so much easier to pull because the roots are shallow okay. instead of deep down into the ground. And those leaves are so good for that soil, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to break down and, and add nutrients. So, you're actually doing a, a good thing if you, mm-hmm. you keep them on your, your plants. Yeah. So now you said chop them up. If we mulched them with a mower, mm-hmm. that would be too fine, I guess. You wouldn't I see them. I don't think so. I no. think you could do that. No, they could yeah. do that. That would add a great deal of no, uh, nourishment to your uh, lawn. So that's what I do, matter of fact. I run the lawnmower over, chop them up to little bitty pieces, and it works really well. Mm-hmm. And just leave them alone. Leave them alone. And, and have you noticed an improvement in your lawn? You get a, a good depth of soil. In other words, it's not something that's so shallow and, and clay-like around here. And when you do that, it adds that, and it acts like a sort of a compost-type situation. Okay. So there's some information for you that makes life easier and also makes your yard look a lot better. We're going to pause for just a moment. We will continue the conversation We're talking about lawns and gardens this morning. If you have a question dealing with lawns and gardens or a comment, fax it to us, text it to us, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. We will be right back. All that's news. Your afternoon local news, traffic, and weather update with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoons, 440 until all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, and our hand-fed baby bird nursery is starting to fill up. If you are looking for your next sweet feathered companion, come in and see us. Find your next pre-loved, pre-spoiled pet here at Animal City. Be sure to check out our downstairs level. Here at Animal City, we would like to thank Murfreesboro for letting us be your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. Animal City is located at 919 Northwest Broad Street. 
Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders, like our pastas and many other items, that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Good morning. I see slow traffic right now on 24 East at White Creek Pike through the Jolton area. It looks like a rig may have just happened. Traffic's still heavy coming in from Rutherford County, 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. Not too bad right now up in Brentwood. Just heavy traffic on 65 going northbound as you come up through South Nashville right now all the way up to 440. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring. Go by and see them in person or check out their website at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Mostly cloudy skies for this afternoon, along with a chance for some showers developing. Highs in the lower 80s. Then rain more likely for tonight, 62. I'm meteorologist Michael Caro, News Radio WGNS. Right now at 66. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Overnight, Good Neighbor Talk turns to UFOs, aliens, the unknown. It's coast-to-coast AM overnight every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. We are back again talking with Master Gardeners this morning. So if you have a lawn or garden question, it's your chance. Text us 615-893-1450. That's the text number or talk number. 615-893-1450. We're learning all sorts of things. This is the big time of the year to do uh, yard work, getting it ready for, I guess, winter time. What should we be doing right about now? Anybody want to join in? I'd also say it's a good time of year to be cleaning those garden tools. And um, I know my husband, after he does the mulching of the leaves, you were talking about, Dad, that... um, He'll clean that, uh, his lawnmower and kind of sharpen those blades and put it away for the winter. Um, they say to use even like linseed oil on your handles, on any wooden handles, and, and make sure all that, you know, it's not going to rust over the winter. So this is a good time to do that, get in there and kind of clean it out um, of your, your shed or wherever you have all your tools sto- stored. Um, and make sure, you know, critters can't get in there and <laughs> make a home for the make, winter make as well. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good time of year look at doing that as well. So these are some things you need to be doing right about now. But you're also saying that with our relatively mild climate, you can you can still grow some more. Yes. Yeah, you could. You, you may not need all the tools that you needed in the spring and the summer. But, um, yeah, definitely keep some out for um, if you're if you're harvesting kale and things like that, you'll need your your you know, your clippers. But other than that, you know, maybe most of the things can be this past season. Uh, constructed some raised bed gardens oh how did that do for it you did really well she was talking beth was talking about how t- uh, the tomato crop was doing so well i'm going to pull those tomato vines out in the next week or so and put in cabbage and kale and all that you can control the the soil and what's in there with a raised bed garden it works very well Somebody had indicated that a raised bed garden lets you have a little longer growing period. Exactly. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. 
And actually, you can build some sort of a, there, there is a design where you can get a PVC pipe, put it over and put plastic over the PVC ah, pipe. Okay. Make your little miniature greenhouse. Works mm. good. And how long would that extend your growing here in Tennessee if you did that? Pretty much all winter. <laughs> okay. Would you be able or would it be enough protection if you put that raised bed in, a, a say, a screened-in porch? Would that extend it even more? It certainly would. Anything that uh, would retain the heat like that and uh, with, a, with a cover also would be very, very helpful for extending the season. Now, if you're under a screened porch... That doesn't give you direct sunlight all the time. Uh, if you wanted to sort of fill in with some uh, artificial sunlight, would that work? Exactly right. Grow lights work very Grow well. Grow lights, okay. Yeah, no problem. Now, is that different from these LED lights that we see that are daylight? It's a different frequency, and basically the grow lights uh, activate the chlorophyll in there and works really well. Cool, Okay. So with that, you could probably have tomatoes and some other things you enjoy uh, an extra month or so. Exactly. All right. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Here's a person that says, I just moved to the area. I bought a new house, brand new. It does not have any yard yet. A lot of dirt, but not, not grass. Uh, is it too late in the season to expect to have some grass before long? We were talking earlier about aeration and seeding and fertilizing. And today or this month, this period of time is the ideal time to do all that. Get out there in the yard this afternoon at 3 o'clock and <laughs> start specific. at 3 o'clock is when you do that. That's right. <laughs> okay, every afternoon at 3. <laughs> That's right. And take care of that lawn and get it ready to go. Okay. <laughs> you may like still that. see some of that grass. Like, So we, we overseeded and aerated two, I think it's been two weeks to tomorrow, and we're already seeing um, probably a couple inches already of that new growth. We mm -hmm. had, uh, with all the wind that happened this spring, do you remember how windy it was? Yes. We lost four of our huge Leland cypress trees in the backyard. They were 50 feet high. I mean, it was, anyway, so we had to get those removed after they fell over, but it took a long time because the tree service companies were booked up. So that one tree laid in our yard for a month, it, the entire month of July, it laid there. Um, so it killed all the grass. So when they came in, uh, or we, we said, we'll get all that out of there. And then it just had this big spot. But the grass is already growing back now. After just two weeks, I can see I was out there this morning. And um, so, yeah, she may, or whoever wrote in, may see a little bit of grass growth this fall. Um, but really, the spring will be when she sees the most. Now, so. once they plant some grass, uh, you need to water it, I would imagine. Exactly. The first few weeks, you should water every day or maybe twice a day. And they say not to mow, what, for about three weeks after you do you, that, too? So. You want to at least let the grass get up to two to three inches before you mow it. So mm -hmm. take care of that. And, uh, again, uh, the fertilizer and everything else are really like a golf course, make it go very quickly. <laughs> All right. So get that going. What kind of grass does best here? Well, we, we do tall fescue is the, probably the best for this area. The uh, Bermuda, I try to keep Bermuda out of my yard. Oh, but, yeah, uh, it grows into but, beds. Uh, and but there's a mixture of grass seed that you can buy at any place, and uh, there will be primarily uh, fescue or something like that. But 
for Middle Tennessee, I think blue fi- uh, tall fescue is what we need. All righty, 615-893-1450. We're talking lawns and gardens this morning, and we have with us Master Gardeners Bill Nash and his daughter Beth Brinkley, also an intern, Linda Parker. And being an intern means you're the newest, right? Uh, it doesn't mean you have any less fun than everybody else. <laughs> I have more fun. I'm learning a lot. There was 21 in our class this um, year, so there's 21 of us running around out there. 21 interns? Yes, for this year, for this past class. Tell okay. them where they're from. Oh, a lot of them, a fourth or a third of our class was from California. Really? And Washington. We've got a lot of new people, and they've had a lot of questions because the the ground here out in California, it's obviously you can take a shovel and shovel it. <laughs> here, it's a little on the rocky side sometimes. So uh, they've had to learn uh, about it, too, and I think they found it quite interesting. Farms are pretty good over in California. You don't think about California being a farm country, but Hmm. farming is big out there. It is. It is. And I I don't know about, you said Washington was. We got one, uh, the state. Yeah, Washington state, there's. Mm -hmm. A few folks out there. So everybody is moving here from California and what from the coast. They really are. From the West Coast. Yes. <laughs> okay. They picked a good God's state. country, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they finally got smart. Six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. There's probably some people who are thinking right now, they're listening to you talking as master gardeners and they're thinking, I would like to do that. What do they need to do to get into that that track of, of becoming a master gardener well the as a matter of fact the master gardener program uh, at the extension agent they're now taking applications and they're taking them through um december 1st and you can go online and get them or you can go by the uh, agricultural center on john rice boulevard and they will give you one and um you just fill it out and uh, present them with a check i don't know how much it is it is a cl- it is a charge for it because you learn so much and you get so much information. You get notebook. You get all kinds of info. And um, So but, if you're wanting to become a master gardener, you need to fill out the form. But you have until December 1st. Correct. And that will be here, I guarantee you, before you know it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it and if you want to talk you know, one-on-one with the master gardener and get more information before you actually apply. I mean, of course, you can always call our extension agent, Justin, here in Rutherford County. But there's also um, the farmer's markets that take place here around the square here in uh, downtown yes, Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. We're going to be there um, on October 14th and the 28th of this month. Um, there'll be some master gardeners at a table. Uh, we're on the north side of the square, and um, we have a little table there. And you can always ask questions, get more information, sign up to get um, emails sent to you, which probably would include information about the application. Which days in October again? Uh, we're going to be there October 14th and October 28th. Okay. So that's our Master Gardener, and we're there from 8 until noon. Um, and, of course, if you haven't been to the Farmer's Market around the square, you it's a lot to. of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's so many so many things. I'm, um, you know, anything from MTSU milk to eggs and uh, flowers and um, just anything you could, you could want is around the square. Now, are you also at the Farmer's Market at the Ag Center? Which is what, Tuesdays and Fridays? Tuesdays and Fridays, that's correct. So you're at all of those? Yes, and those go until the end of the month of October as well. I don't know if you've been out there on, um, well, Tuesdays and Fridays from 7 to noon. On Fridays, they now have um, like an artisan 
exhibits or, and, and selling booths on one mm -hmm. side. So in addition to all your vegetables and flowers, you can go over and buy things that people have made, such as I don't know, shirts, sweaters. A gentleman was selling um, chairs. So this is like an, an artisan uh, display and craft fair over on the other side of the farmer's market Great. now on Fridays. And what about the farmer's market that's in Smyrna at the train depot on Saturdays? Yes, there's one there as well. We're not there as master gardeners, but you've gone to that. Are y'all gone to that one? You said you... I've gone many times. It seems to have a pretty good variety of things that go on. They have food trucks also if you're hungry. So it's a good place to go on Saturday yeah. morning. It's a lot of fun places to it enjoy is. here in Rutherford Especially County. Especially this time of year, the good weather. You want to get out and before yeah. it gets too cold. And yes. And people are talking about the fall leaves and everything. Uh, we're, we're about ready to see some beautiful colors in that. Linda? Yes, I was going to mention, um, on as Beth mentioned about the... Um, farmer's market at the ag center mm -hmm. also on those days on tuesday and fridays they have demonstration gardens out there and um, there's deal. someone that mans a table out under the pavilion and you can go out there and ask questions and tour the herb garden and the butterfly garden and just the a vegetable garden and they've got fruit trees and bushes and it's just so interesting but on tuesdays and fridays you can do that till the farmer's market uh, i would guess that really lets you know what grows well here in Rutherford County in particular. Yes, it is. And it, they've got some really um, experienced people out there running them. And they don't mind any questions. I mean, you can go up to them. They're working, but they'll stop and answer any questions that you have. Now, Linda, you mentioned that so many of your master gardeners are coming here from the West Coast. Uh, does it take them a while to get rid of their favorite plants that they want to bring with them to Tennessee that for some reason just mysteriously will not work? <laughs> I haven't heard that experience yet, but they're just, they're busy learning about our plants, that's for sure, and all. And I have another, I have another comment, if I may. Sure. About the lady with the new, I think it was at a new yard with a, a new house. A brand new yard with no grass. Okay. Like. Well, if it's a new house, what happens is when the, when the builders come in to that, they scrape off that topsoil. And so there's no really good soil on there. So you might want to do a little amendment. I'm not experienced in that, but um, maybe some more soil and, like they said, fertilizer and things like that. But just remember, there is no probably good soil because it gets scraped off to make it level to build that house. Mm -hmm. So what would she need to do right now? I think she'd need to call the extension agent and okay. talk to Justin. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. needs some heavy That's kind a of heavy especially. <laughs> Justin's really yeah. into the yards and things like that, so he's a, he's a good person to ask. And but do it by 3 o'clock this afternoon, right? <laughs> yeah. We have a what deadline. We have a deadline to meet. I don't know. It's, I think that's where it's all. That's the time he finishes playing golf. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> well, that, I guess first on the list, we're back to Linda's uh, get that soil tested. Uh, if, so and if, if you do the soil test and they say, you don't have any good soil, this is bad stuff, uh, you know right then that, that the topsoil is gone. Correct, and they'll tell you in your report that you get back, it tells you what nutrients you need to add to your soil. Uh, you take several plugs of soil around uh, in the area, maybe 10 or 15 little scoops, and then you uh, make sure it's dry, it can't be mm -hmm. wet, and then you just um, pour it in this little cup that you're given. It's about a cup full. You don't need a sure. lot, but you need to mix it all up, put it in that cup, and then you, they'll send it off for your or you, whatever. Mm -hmm. oh, we got a... a 
uh, this may be from the same person in Texas says, uh, does that mean that I'm not going to have any grass this year if I don't have any topsoil? Uh, does it take a long time to turn the uh, bad soil into topsoil? I can't answer that. I just know <laughs> the fer- fertilizer will help. Leaves okay. will help. <laughs> so she can add some fertilizer and yeah. still do well with whatever soil. I guess. I would do a soil test. Right. And so, you've actually even added soil before, added like a dump load. I don't know how big her yard is, but then We could had be an a situation and actually had, uh, there's a really good soil in Eagleville, Tennessee. We ran into a, a gentleman with his son, and he was selling truckloads of Eagleville soil. We had four or five truckloads brought in. We planted uh, uh, perennials and we planted uh, trees and whatever in that soil, and it just took off. It's really good. So, you could do a look around and find uh, somebody selling topsoil. That would really speed up the process. Yeah, okay. So if you do that, do you have to uh, sort of cultivate it into you the... You do. Uh, do a tiller or something like, like that and uh, till it into what you have there, and it would work really well. This gentleman ha- uh, brought his uh, 13-year-old son with him when he was delivering the soil, and I was paying him in cash. And the uh, little boy looked up at his dad and says, can we go and spend that on something? He says, no, son, we're going to save that for your college. So, oh, that's good. So it worked yeah. out good. Feel good about that is good. That. So uh, check on some topsoil. And I have heard good things about Eagleville. In fact, there's a company there uh, that grows sod. Uh, sod, yeah. We had them sod. I actually did the same thing after we got the dirt in there. We sodded over it from Eagleville. And uh, it worked out very well. So she could do that. She would have instant grass that instant way. Grass, sodding. Yeah. It's a little more expensive, of course. And but sometimes it, it's cheaper in the long run. Right. I've, I've gone that route. Gotcha. <laughs> and this is a good time to do it because of uh, the coming on the cool season. Yeah, very definitely. And you'll have that yard instantly. Even if you have bad, if you have that topsoil scraped away. The sod will still grow. Is that right? Well, you need to put a little underlayment under there. Maybe, oh, you still may need some Maybe take a truckload of sun, spread that out, and then put your sod on top of that. Okay. Works great. Mm-hmm. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Our final break of the morning, and we'll be back and continue the conversation about lawns and gardens. Middle Tennessee football and basketball games are right here. This is Chip Walters on Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station. MTSU Sports on WGNS. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come and see us for all your garden needs. We have everything you need to help that garden grow. And we also have what you need for landscaping and your lawns. We have black and brown mulch in bulk. Please come see us. And as always, don't forget Push the, program and the Good Neighbor Network. WGNS. Are you tired of constantly spending money on sprays and other things to control mosquitoes around your home? If so, come by Holden Hardware and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. When used properly, the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators will kill mosquitoes. Come by Holden Hardware on the square and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. This year, make mosquito control easier and cheaper. Come by Holden Hardware on the square and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. 
Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. If you have something to buy, sell, or trade, call me. Weekday mornings at 7.50 for Swap and Shop. WGNS, AM, FM, and online. We're back again, our final segment of our program this morning. We're talking about lawns and gardens. We have some master gardeners with us this morning. We have Bill Nash and Beth Brinkley, father and son, and an intern, Linda Parker. They're here from the Master Gardeners and learning all sorts of things this morning, like uh, instead of uh, throwing away those leaves, leave them. Uh, and as Bill said, just uh, drive over them with your mower and leave them. Don't rake them. Don't do anything. Just good nutrients. <laughs> That's I like the approach, too. Yeah. But now you don't do that until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Is that right? That's my theory, yes. Okay. <laughs> Set an alarm. And uh, <laughs> all sorts of things you need to be doing. What about the um, the types of trees? Is, is there a type of tree that does better in Tennessee? Well, we just, like I, I talked about earlier, we just lost <laughs> several of our Leland Cypress trees um, to the wind. And they usually have about a 20-year lifespan, so that's kind of expected. But um, Justin, our extension agent, was kind enough to do a, um, a talk on good the trees that he recommends in this area. Um, and he re- recommended when you, when you lose a Leland cypress, if you want something that looks similar and kind of grows in the similar fashion, uh, Arizona cypress. Um, so yeah. never heard of that. I know. It's, it's a little lighter shade of almost a blue-green evergreen really pretty it's going to grow about three feet a year and uh, get to be about the height of what the other Leland's um, that we have in the yard but yeah so he was very he was very good about giving us um some uh some what, what was his trees. what was his favorite tree do you remember that yeah it was a type of oak I know that was a um a, a, maybe I can try to find it but he had some really good suggestions uh about what grows well here in in Rutherford County and uh, that's why it's just a really good idea to look at uh, what the extension office puts out. They have several publications um, and they're always doing research about what grows best here in our area. So now what about, resource. we've heard so much negative about the Bradford pear, yeah. uh, but somebody must've done a good PR job because there are so many of them around. <laughs> I'm part of the uh, Bradford pear eradica- eradication party. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> What do you dislike most about the, Bradford pear. They're very soft wood. Uh, wind and, and rain and whatever will break them down very easily. Uh, in the spring, they don't smell too good sometimes. They're not very aromatic. Um, basically, they're sort of a trash tree to me. So I'm part of the Eradication Society. Okay, so... He also liked the American smoke tree. That's what it was. Yeah. Tree. That's what it was. Um, it's a beautiful red. I just found my notes here. Yeah. Um, and... Of course, he recommended um, the hydrangeas. The limelight hydrangeas do very well in this area, uh, and that's a you know beautiful bush with the big white um, flowers. And then the swamp white oak 
Yeah, that was that's one what thing it that was. he recommended. The swamp. That sounds white beautiful. Oak. It yes. sounds southern. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, those were just a few of what um, his favorite trees, you know, of the of this time. But yeah, those are some good ones to plant. Of course, there's always the um, the fruit trees if you're wanting to to have any sort of fruit in your yard. Um, we got a, a, a really cool tree a couple of years ago that had five different types of apples on one tree. Really? Like they were five grafted, different types? Yes, Macintosh and Braver. It was all right there um, together on this one tree grafted in. And we got it here at a local nursery. So it's a really neat thing to see um, that it's all growing right there together. And so you have every, you know, five different types right there together. Now, is that just one season of having different types or does it continue? Usually one season right around um, September, August, September is when the... And we had to get out there, really. Honestly, the birds were getting them before we yeah. could get out there to them. So, um, so what did you get the second season? Did you get anything? No, just really that basic one growth time for all five apples. But, um, but yeah, it was interesting to get different varieties on yes, one tree. Yes. Yeah. So you'd have to plant a new tree each season? To no, get... no, it'll come back. It'll, it's, it's a perennial. The tree will keep coming back, but it's all, it's all on one tree, just grafted in. They can do that um, different Okay, but on one you tree. would not get any apples at all the second or third or whatever? You should the next year. It'll uh, just okay. take the next year. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Magnolias do real well here also. You see those all over the place, and they, they do well. They're slow-growing, but... They turn out to be beautiful trees. Mm -hmm. I have seen some of those become huge trees. Uh, Now, are they all huge at a given time? They are miniature, not really miniature, but uh, smaller dwarf-type magnolias. Little gems, I believe, is what it is. Mm -hmm. I have one of those beside my house, and it's blooming right now. It's really pretty. The the flowers on them are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. They smell wonderful. Yeah, so those are great, and they're good to climb in for kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so nice to think about that. Yeah. So that, it's just so many fun things about trees that you can enjoy. So these are tree. How and how big of a tree is it feasible to plant? Uh, somebody said that the giant, the bigger they are, the harder it is. Mm, is that true or? It really, I mean, I, I, we, like, yeah, when we just planted our Arizona um, cypress trees, and they were, I guess, in about a (coughs) ten-gallon bucket. That's about all I can handle, I guess, physically. uh, You know, unless you had. Yeah, you'd have to get a a tree service or something to get anything much bigger than what she's talking about. And they have the forklifts and all the heavy equipment to move it. And actually a backhoe to dig the hole for. Right, so, so smaller may be better for smaller, that, at yeah, least. Yeah. For, for a new new place, unless you really want to spend some money. Well, I, somebody had said that if you use the smaller trees, they are less likely to have problems, too. Mm. Uh, not the real small, but sort of yeah. right. uh, three, four feet tall. Right, they'll maybe have time to establish better yeah. in the soil you know, that they're going into. Yeah, most of the trees you see at uh, shopping centers and whatever are about the size you're talking about, and they have really good results for them. Let's see if we can't uh, squeeze in a quick call here. Good morning. You're on WGNS. Okay, good morning. I have a question. Uh, I have an apple tree that's blooming right now i want to know what's the problem it's blooming right oh that's a good thing that's enjoy fine. It. It, may, it's, yeah, it, it actually you know may still be it, we've had a warm summer and we're still in our warm you know warm fall even still now so um yeah blooms are good that just means you'll have fruit coming so that's right just keep an eye out and try to beat the birds out there to the fruit when it gets when you, get, you see some fruit form. do you have apples on it right now 
Uh, no, just blossom bloom. Just blossom. Okay. Well, if you see some apples, go enjoy it quickly. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Okay. Uh, it would probably taste just oh, perfect. Sure, sure. be no I mean, problem at all. And there's all different types. I mean, you know, his apple tree may be a little bit later blooming than mine, or maybe the position in his yard, or the watering, or, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think as long as you see the blooms happening, that means it's a healthy tree, and it's it's producing fruit. Very good. Uh, any final thoughts you want to share before we leave? We've got about uh, 30 seconds left I, in the show. I just want to say thank you to Linda because she's Linda been a great intro. I know. And, um, she did. That's just an example of just someone getting in there and getting involved. And that's what's important with the Master Gardener. Just, there's so many opportunities and your willingness to come and speak and, and be, you know. And she's not come. from California. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with people from California. Well, we welcome them. Intern <laughs> Linda Parker with us this morning. From the Master Gardeners, along with Bill Nash and his daughter, Beth Brinkley. So, father and daughter, come on, uh, you know, somebody else, bring your children there with you. There you go, yeah. Bring them Bonding on over. experience. And so. you have now until December 1st to sign up for the Master Gardeners program. That does it for today's show. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day.